1: This
2: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On
1: his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, I've done with spectacular
2: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
1: What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now,
2: here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. It's
0: Adam and Heath talking DFS, talking FanDuel and DraftKings. One last chance to uh, make some money and enjoy some DFS during the NFL season. And Heath, I know you and I are really fired up for the Big Game Bowl this weekend.
2: You know, I've been planning my Big Game Bowl party since the last Big Game Bowl that we were allowed to have a party for. Um, so, yeah, the b- big spread for the Big Game Bowl.
0: Did you not have a Big Game Bowl party last year?
2: Um, I thought you did.
0: Yeah, well, you know, like a small one. It was yeah, outdoors. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Wouldn't mind being outdoors in Florida right now. I'll tell you that right now. I'm freezing it's up here. It's raining and 58. I will take that. I will take that. <laughs> Honestly, that is like paradise right now. It's been a rough winter. Uh, the Big Game Bowl is what it's called on FanDuel. Yeah, you can join the Big Game Bowl contest. It's pretty funny. Um, so uh, anyway, we'll, we'll give you FanDuel advice. We'll give you DraftKings advice. And we'll start. let's start with um, you know the differences in the formats, I guess. Uh, you know, Heath, let, what do we need to know format-wise?
2: Well, I mean, I think the, the biggest difference is that when you're choosing your captain on DraftKings, the the price is going to be different for the ch- player you put in the captain spot as opposed to the player you play in your flex spots. And on FanDuel, when you put your MVP in, who also gets one and a half times points, um, the price is the same as it is for a flex or for an MVP. And so it is definitely on DraftKings is more beneficial if you can find a cheaper player who has a big game to play in the captain spot, because then you can get both the quarterbacks in. It's possible to play both quarterbacks on FanDuel with one of them in the MVP spot. And as we all know, quarterbacks generally score more fantasy points except for Cooper Cup.
0: Yeah, and Cooper Cup is uh, the most expensive player on FanDuel. And uh, is he on DraftKings? I don't think so. He's, uh, mm, yeah, actually, I think he is. Yeah, Yeah. he is. Most expensive player. Um, Yeah, and they both, I mean, I'm not sure if you said, I know you said it for FanDuel, but both on DraftKings and FanDuel, you're getting one and a half times the points for your MVP or your captain.
2: And the other thing is with the bonuses, and the full PPR, the edge for Cooper Cup in terms of fantasy points per game over everyone else, based on what he's done this season, is much larger than it is on FanDuel. You you look and, and cups at like twenty two fantasy points a game for the season. Stafford's at twenty one, Burrows at twenty. It's still incredible that a wide receiver is outscoring both quarterbacks. But on DraftKings, it's twenty eight fantasy points per game for Cup. and it's a it's a l- lower. Similar number for Stafford and Burrow.
0: Want to hear a fun stat? I don't know if this matters at all, but fun stat. In the regular season, Cooper Cup had 25 more red zone targets than Jamar Chase.
2: Well, that's not really fair to Jamar Chase, though, because Jamar Chase doesn't need to get to the red zone. Yeah. The Bengals score from the 50.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's a big play guy for sure, but he actually had a very low amount of red zone targets and uh, and green zone targets, especially when you compare them to the other elite wide receivers. In fact, if you're I would, looking... Oh, go ahead.
2: I would be curious. I would guess that Matthew Stafford had at least twice as many red zone pass attempts as Joe Burrow.
0: I don't think it's going to be that much, but I will tell you, because Joe Burrow was very low on that list for a while, um, but I will tell you, and I will also tell you that uh, in the last seven games leading up to the conference championship game, CJ Uzama started getting a lot more targets. He actually led the Bengals in red zone targets. I didn't count the conference championship game. He played barely any snaps. Stafford, all right, so you might be onto something here. Stafford had 112 red zone pass attempts. Burrow had 54. Good for you. Good for you. Damn, man. That was almost perfect. Somebody wants to know if kickers are available in DFS. Absolutely. Our favorite
2: position of all players. Um, the kickers are on FanDuel at 9,500 and 9,000, which is just slightly less than Cam Akers and slightly more than Tyler Boyd. Now, if you go to DraftKings, the kickers are four thousand and thirty eight hundred, slightly more than the Bengals DST um slightly less than CJ Uzama. So they're they're quite a bit cheaper on DraftKings than they are on FanDuel. The other major difference you can play the defenses on DraftKings. The defenses are not available on FanDuel. And I the Rams defense is one of my favorites just because I think probably the biggest mismatch in this game is the Rams defensive line against the Bengals offensive line.
0: Yeah, it really does feel like a big mismatch. In fact, I I look at the numbers, I look at the matchups. I I don't See based on paper how the Bengals win, but I do think they could definitely win. They're just they've won six in a row, other than week 18, where they're arresting guys. They're they've upset the one and the two seed on the road. I mean, they are they're better than they are on paper, but that's a huge. I wish I could remember
2: what the advanced stat was, but somebody had put together a chart on twitter and it was some advanced it might have been epa it might have i can't remember what it was exactly but it just showed the relative ranking of the offenses and defenses that have been in the um, super bowl over the last 10 years and the Bengals are the second worst team basically to be in the super bowl by that measure over the last 10 years Um, i think you can make a pretty good argument that i who was saying they actually... Like, I know a lot of people were cheering for the Bengals over the Chiefs, but nobody really thought the Bengals were going to beat the Chiefs, I don't no, think. I did not. They shouldn't have. No, nope. So they could win this game, but they really shouldn't.
0: Yeah, I think their defensive coordinator is doing a great job. But yes. um, the other thing to keep in mind here is how tough of a matchup is the Rams? This is obviously DFS relevant here because they were 15th in the NFL in scoring defense. And that really shocks you. And you look at what has Joe Burrow done, or what has Cincinnati done? What has Cincinnati done against great defenses? They faced uh, two top five defenses, top five scoring defenses, and they scored 15 points against the uh, Broncos. Let me just make sure I'm right. They played 20 games. They uh, faced two top five scoring defenses, 15 points at Denver, 19 points a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago at Tennessee. Uh, they did face the Chiefs twice, and... We're pretty good offensively against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are a top-10 scoring defense. And in your mind, you're thinking the Rams must be a really good defense, really good scoring defense. They're 15th. Um, so, you know, they're 7th in yards per play. They're really good in the red zone, 8th uh, best in the red zone. But, I, you know, I, I it, seems a question. Like, it seems like the perception doesn't line up with how well the, the points allowed, although they have had a pretty tough schedule.
2: Go ahead, What's your question? It, is that points allowed just defensive points allowed? No. No. Because Matthew Stafford led the NFL in pick sixes this year.
0: Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going (laughs) on pro football reference and looking at scoring defense. But I know if you looked at offensive points, it would count pick sixes. So I don't. It's a good question. Seventh in yards per play is probably a better indication of what kind of uh, uh, defense they are. All right. So let's talk a little more uh, DFS here. We talked about the difference in the formats. And... Um, MVP versus captain. Heath laid that out. Uh, you know, one Fanduel's got one, and DraftKings has one, and the price changes on DraftKings, but they're both worth one and a half points. Now, do you go with the chalk at your MVP or your captain? Because I have Cam Akers on Fanduel, and I have T Higgins on DraftKings. Do you need to be a little bit different in this one game slate? You're going to have to be
2: different somewhere. Um, I think that the two more most important things in one game slates. Um, one Tell a story. Um, it, it the more plays you can have that are correlated with the story of the way you think the game is going to go, the better. Um, for instance, I, I don't really think it'd be a very good idea to play Joe Mixon and the Rams' defense. Although the second thing, if you're playing in one of these contests with two hundred thousand people in it, and there's only so many options, you're going to have to do something weird. Or something that beforehand you look at and says, well, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like You need to hit on a play. If you want to win one of the big contests, you need to hit on a player scoring a touchdown that no one else really wants to play or that doesn't make a lot of sense to play.
0: I think the Bengals' defense kind of fits that mold because of what you just said about Stafford. Uh, having Leading the league in pick sixes and... That's the thing about the Rams, they're really hard to beat when he's not throwing interceptions, but you never know when he's just going to start throwing interceptions. He's been erratic this year. Um so, I don't have the Bengals DST, but I'm thinking about it just to take a shot. Um what's a pl- who's a player that you need to have, you think? I think on
2: DraftKings, it's the Rams defense. Um, just because their price at 3400 at least if you play them in the flex spot, just allows you so many options to do other things. And, and I think that they, at the very least, are going to get some sacks on Joe Burrow. And I, I like their chances of getting a, a turnover. On FanDuel, it's a little bit tougher just because their pricing is never quite as sharp as DraftKings and, and the pr- it doesn't change. I think what you probably need to do on FanDuel is you need to pick the quarterback that you think is going to be the best, play him as the MVP, and then find the guy who you um is going to score the touchdown that no one's expecting.
0: Yeah, and that's obviously a tough thing to call, but I think Kendall Blanton has a chance at that. Obviously that's if Tyler Higbee does not play. The three tight ends, whether it's Higby, Higby, Uzama, Blanton, they're all priced very similarly. Hig- Higby and um, where Uzama? is Sample? Uh, he's cheaper, but he's in yeah, now. right. Because because now is that if Uzama's out, Uzama insists he's playing, or is that even if he's
2: in? no? I think Uzama's probably going to play, and I think Sample's probably a better tournament DFS play if Uzama does play.
0: Yeah, like if yeah, if, right. Uzo- if Uzama's if
2: out, him. then Sample's going to maybe become kind of
0: a popular punt play to get the studs into your lineup. Okay, so. My next question was about a sneaky sleeper, but we may have just answered it. You're looking at the tight ends. The tight ends have been pretty heavily targeted for both teams, and the Bengals stink against tight ends. are 26th against tight ends. Now they faced the, some of the best of the best, uh, and that's usually who's had the big games. But they do give up a lot of touchdowns to tight ends. So, I mean, is that is that one place you're looking at for sleepers? <laughs>
2: I think it is like a lot of times I like to look at like the fourth wide receiver or something, but these are teams that really, really concentrate their targets amongst their best best players, and so I don't know that there's gonna be a lot of opportunity there. I think like I don't know if he'll be a sleeper just because of what he did last week, but Samaj P Ryan is dirt cheap and still gets used in the passing game a lot for the Bengals, so P Ryan might be somebody that you'd want to look at on DraftKings. He's only twenty four hundred. Um, those, those are probably probably, it's probably the tight ends or P Ryan for me. I do think that there is a one narrative that I wouldn't hate would be playing the Rams defense with both Akers and Sony Michelle. And that's just a theory where you're saying, I think the Rams are going to dominate the Bengals. They're going to run all over them and they're going to shut them down defensively. And the second half is just going to be a party basically where they're just running the ball. And so you get those two running backs and the Rams' defense. That that trio might be enough to where then you can just play chalk around them.
0: Yeah, I, I think the, the, the offensive line versus defensive line that you talked about early in the show, that's one area that I'm really worried about for the Bengals. And the other is, can they stop the Rams' running game? They don't have a very good run defense, and the Rams do. And by the way, when you talk about telling a story. You know, the story... That I think I'm telling with my lineups is Rams run the ball pretty well, and I like Akers, and, and we'll have to talk about the Akers-Michelle split because it was fairly even last week after the fumbles that uh, Akers had against the Bucks. so Rams run the ball pretty well, Rams take a lead. And Rams do a decent job against Jamar Chase. Jalen Ramsey is going to want to shadow him. I don't think he can completely shut him down. I mean, he's tried to shadow Justin Jefferson, and Jefferson had a good game. He tried to shadow Mike Evans, and Evans had a, a huge game. He had 16 targets, but he had a big game. But that's why I, I'm I'm looking at T. Higgins. He's he's in my FanDuel and my DraftKings lineup. So it's a lot of passing for Burrow. It's an Akers-Higgins game. I, obviously I don't know if it's going to turn out that way, but that's a story I'm telling with my lineup, Heath. I think the
2: thing that makes and I don't know that the Rams will do this, because I know Ramsey will at least get some say, but I almost think the thing that makes more sense is put cha put Ramsey on T Higgins.
0: Mm, that's a Belichick and,
2: thing. <laughs> and double team Chase.
0: Right. He like, said put he Ramsey wants on to, the island with Higgins. He said he wants to shadow Chase. He he said he wants that. Um it's an interesting concept. It's kind of what the Patriots were famous for doing. They would, right. you know, they would double team the best guy and they put Gilmore or something on the second best guy when they, when they had a really good number 2. Um so what do you think? I mean Chase or Higgins, who do you think we should lean toward? Um
2: I will probably like I don't plan on playing either one of them on DraftKings just because of the strategy that I have over there, but on FanDuel right now I'm leaning towards Chase. I can afford either and I prefer Chase. I just think if like if your narrative is that the Bengals are going to be playing from behind, I think that lends itself to more YOLO balls from Burrow, and those generally go Chase's direction.
0: I mean, there's such a big difference in price on DraftKings. Chase is 3400 right. and Higgins is 7600 It's, It's a little closer on FanDuel. I do think
2: that Higgins is going to be far more popular on DraftKings than Chase's. Because of the price. And, and he's definitely a better value. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, well, it looks you can. We're gonna give you some lineups. Talk a little bit more about these matchups, but uh, the DFS podcast is really gonna help you. So if you want an edge while setting your Super Bowl DFS lineup, you check out the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. That's Frank Stamfel, Mike McClure, and Najad. They're giving you deep dives in the player props, on the pricing on on Fanduel and DraftKings. Listen to the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast wherever you listen to FFT. You can also hear our experts on the Early Edge podcast, powered by SportsLine. That's live on YouTube. Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern until the end of the game. They're going to give you best bets. Uh, They do a great job, so check that out. That's the Early Edge podcast live on YouTube Sunday at 4 p.m. until the end of the game. They'll keep giving you bets throughout the game. Love live bets. All right, so as we look at this game, um, I guess let's start with the quarterbacks, right? And we go to, to DraftKings and just looking at the flex rankings. Stafford is... 10,800 and Burrow is 10,600 on FanDuel. Stafford is 15,500 and Burrow is 15,000. They are very similarly priced. Who do you like better in this game, Stafford or Burrow?
2: My intention as of right now is to play both Stafford and Burrow on both sites. I like Stafford better. Stafford's the guy who will likely be my uh, MVP over on FanDuel. I'll play both as flexes on DraftKings. But I just don't see – because I don't – with the narrative that I think that the the Rams are going to win, and I want to play more Rams than I do Bengals, I don't want to play Mixon. I don't really want to play one of the wide receivers without Burrow. So I think I'm just going to play Stafford and Burrow and then try to be creative outside of that.
0: Yeah, if you look at the Bengals against quarterbacks – they face a lot of good ones. Most of the good ones have fallen in the 23 to 25 fantasy point range in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. So that's maybe 20 to 22 or something like that in four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. That's usually where the good quarterbacks live. There have been a few. Mike White had a huge game. Um, I think Brady had a huge game.
2: Well, and that, like I want to clarify one, because like we were talking about you've got to do something that looks a little bit silly um, if you want to win Herbert, one of the big contests. The, uh, Sorry, go ahead. The other key, though is that you need to have the two or three top-scoring players in the game, regardless of how much they're rostered. Like, you can get away with fading the chalk in some instances on the big slate because there's nine different spots to fill, and you, you just hit on the other players. You have the right combination. And this one, you need to have the, the two or three or maybe four top-scoring plays. So I, I really think I'm leaning pretty heavily to playing both Stafford and Burrow.
0: And yeah, and then you say, well, Burrow's facing the Rams. Are they tough? Well, they've actually been crazy good against quarterbacks. They got lit up by Aaron Rodgers in week 12. He scored 30 fantasy points. They have not allowed 20 fantasy points to a quarterback since then. That's their last nine games. And Garoppolo in the championship game was the first quarterback, the only quarterback in those nine games to throw multiple touchdown passes. So it looks tough. When you dive a little bit deeper, who have they played? They did face Kyler Murray twice, once with Hopkins, once with I mean, they humiliated Kyler Murray in the wild card round, right? They faced Brady, but he didn't have Godwin or Antonio Brown. But he still threw over 50 times and didn't have a very good game, only threw one touchdown pass. Um, The competition wasn't that tough. They faced Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson stunk. But, I mean, that's still, that's really impressive. That is is one multiple touchdown pass game in their last nine, and no quarterback in those nine games. Cousins, Brady, Kyler Murray twice, Russell Wilson, Garoppolo twice, for what that's worth. None of them scored 20 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. And Joe Burrow, you know, those two games against Baltimore and Kansas City, Week 16 and 17, scored 46 and 42 points. He's been solid since then, but not amazing. So I don't know. What do you do with all that information? I still think, like, even without
2: multiple touchdown passes, Joe Burrow could be one of the top three or four scorers. It's just scoring is so slanted towards quarterbacks and you're going to have to play at least one Bengals player. If you're going to stack the Bengals, like if you want to go that angle, then you're definitely playing their quarterback. And if you're trying to stack the Rams and only play one Bengal, then Burrow's the one that I want to have. But yeah, like there's, I, I don't know that there's necessarily huge upside for him. And if Burrow has a big game and you're on the Rams side of this game, then it's not going to help you to have him anyway.
0: I'm, ba- I'm basically throwing out all the stats and just saying like, the Bengals are this team of destiny and Joe Burrow ha- can have a huge game against them. I think he can. I think he can have a huge game against them. I don't think he will. I think he'll be in the, you know, I think he'll be solid. I think he'll be 270 and two touchdowns with an interception, something like that. But I don't, I'm just not worried about the matchup. Like, they're so good on offense. Their passing game is so good. They can, they have to protect him, obviously. But he's battled through that before. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like your heart versus your head when you're talking about the Bengals. They're kind of lovable, but on paper, as you said, they're they're kind of heart's pretty firmly
2: behind the Rams (laughs)
0: next game. (laughs) Why you a little bitter? No, I just think that like
2: Matthew Stafford, I'd love to see him get a ring. Aaron Donald deserves a ring. Guys like Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham are approaching that age of their career, we don't know if they're going to get back. They they should have a ring. Like the Rams have a lot of veteran players who have never won a championship. We could just cross all those guys off the list of not having rings. Okay. Maybe it's my being old. I don't I'm cheering for the the older guys. I'm
0: I'm rooting for the road team. I don't. I just I don't like that. And Jalen home. Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey deserves. Yeah, he's a, my least favorite uh, player in the world. I, I he's a seminal. I can't get behind Jalen Ramsey. I just can't do it. Uh, all right, running backs. Let's least talk- favorite player in the world. That's not true. Uh, no, he's my least favorite player in this game. I think just. I saw a Florida State bumper sticker yesterday, and I got angry. So it's just deep-rooted. Like, at what point never,
2: does the irrelevance of Miami and Florida State football start to take some of this hatred out of your heart? That's the like, good thing about rivalries. Start, start hating UCF or something. Rivalries are
0: always relevant, you know? Rivalries are always relevant. Um, all right, running backs. So how about, who's your favorite running back in this game? Because Mixon's got this terrible matchup, but then you have maybe a split in the Rams' backfield.
2: Yeah, I, I think, well, I mean, shoot, we saw P. Ryan's usage against the Chiefs. They're going to split in the Bengals' backfield, unfortunately, some weeks. And then some weeks, they throw the ball to Mixon eight times. So yeah. I, I don't know which of those weeks it's going to be. But a lot of that P. Ryan usage came with the Chiefs in the lead and the, and the Bengals playing from behind. I think it's going to be a similar game script. I would rank them Acres and then Mixon and then Sony and then P Ryan. I like both Sony and P Ryan as, as the lower end punt slash contrarian plays. I don't plan on playing any Mixon, And, I have acres currently in both of my lineups.
0: That's exactly, exactly what I have. Exactly how so I we felt. should. Pull,
2: so what we're saying is if you want to be contrarian, <laughs> yeah. play Joe Mixon.
0: I don't know how people are going to feel about Mixon. He is very involved in the passing game. I know P Ryan last week, but Mixon still had 27 receiving yards, which was on the low end for him lately. Um, Uh, But, uh, yeah, he's involved in the passing game. He's going to get a lot of carries. He's got the chance for the touchdown. But the Rams are arguably the best run defense in football, and they've just been smothering players lately. In terms of Rams against running backs in the passing game, they're about average there. They've given up 50 receiving yards to, I think, five running backs this year, which is not insignificant. But they've also done a pretty good job against some good pass-catching running backs. So they're middle of the pack in that regard. So we like Akers the best, followed by uh, Mixon and then... And then Sony Michelle, and then you know P Ryan would, as you said, would be kind of that sneak, that sleeper, uh, just shot in the dark. Kind yes. Of play. Okay. All right. We're gonna take a break and talk wide receivers when we get back. This is a really interesting group, obviously, with some some serious potential here. And also, I think we'll end the narrative that elite wide receivers never win Super Bowls. Finally, right? Just like it doesn't. Well, Tyree Kill, but. Tyree. Last yeah. year was Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. No, 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 no. But I mean, that's kind of been the thing. Like these, these like stud wide receivers. They they're not the position to build your team around. I don't. That's kind of been a thing. They usually don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that was a thing like maybe ten years ago. No, no. I I have to look into this. Uh, <laughs> some other time. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk about those stud-wide receivers who always win Super Bowls. So Cooper Cup, most expensive player on both slates. And I know Frank Stample on FFT and Five this morning, he said he likes Cooper Cup to go over, I think it's 106 yards now. Uh, is, is he, uh, what do you think? Must play, good play, avoid. Or how would you characterize him?
2: I am uh, trying to fit him in on DraftKings, I would say. And on FanDuel, I I just don't think I can pay that much more for him than any other like I talked about it. He's a five hundred more than Stafford and a thousand more than Burrow. That that's fine. Like they're they're kind of they've kind of been in the same range. But he's three thousand more than any other position player. I just don't think I don't think there's enough solid value plays on FanDuel for me to be able to fit Cup into my lineup. But on DraftKings, I, I will probably have him.
0: Well, I'll tell you my FanDuel lineup. It's Acres at MVP, Cup, Higgins, Stafford, and then Kendall Blanton, who could be Tyler Higbee or CJ Uzama. They're all, you know, I can afford them all. Um, I've got so much money, but that's like all my salary. But, you know, it's only one kind of wacky play. It's a tight end, and then it's Stafford, Cup, Higgins, and Acres. So I did manage to get Cup in there. He's so good. So you did not play Burrow? I did not play Burrow, no.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I don't. I've got both quarterbacks on both, and that's probably why I can't, Like you could. Yeah. Uh, I think you could still play Cup and both quarterbacks, but you're going to have to play two punt plays.
0: All right, well, I'll just take Acres out, and I'll put Burrow in and see. I have Kendall Blanton, and now, oh, man. Okay, so yeah. I have to take Higgins out. And go with a.
2: I think realistically on FanDuel, you're looking at two out of three no, of that. Stafford, Cup, and Burrow.
0: There you go. That's a good way to put it. And you went Burrow and Stafford, and I went Cup and, and Stafford. Okay.
2: Yeah. Now I'm really struck Like I'm going to struggle probably up until kickoff because I have an I my I, I can just give my FanDuel lineup now as well, right?
0: Yeah, we'll do it again later. I've
2: got just Stafford, recap. Burrow,
0: Chase, Acres, and Sample. Stafford, Burrow, Chase, Acres, and Sample.
2: But I have a thousand to play with. Um, and so I could use that to upgrade from Burrow to Cooper Cup. I could use that to upgrade from Sample to
0: Uzama or P Ryan or uh, Sony Michelle, even. I wonder it, who's better in FanDuel, half PPR, Cup or Burrow? I mean, for the season, it's been Cup. Because it's four point
2: for passing touchdown, right? But I just, and that's the thing. Like, it's difficult because we going into next year, no one's going to project Cooper Cup to score as many fantasy points per game as he has this season. We can agree on that, right? We're not going to project yes. him to be yes. at twenty six fantasy points per game or whatever he was in PPR. And so, when you look at him averaging two more fantasy points per game than the quarterbacks, we don't think that's going to happen next year. Do we want to bet on it happening one more game? Is it more likely to happen in this game because it's still part of this season? I don't think it really is.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he's just he's just shredding everyone. But yeah, uh, it's a good point. Well, all right. So there you go. Two out of three of those of the two quarterbacks and Cooper Cup. That's how we're going to approach it on on Fanduel. So, which other wide receivers just do you like in general? Do you think might give you some value this week?
2: I you know I, I'm. I'm going to struggle a lot with Beckham versus Higgins. Chase will still be my second favorite wide receiver in the game. And I think I prefer Higgins over Beckham where they're equally priced, um, which is on FanDuel. Um, I didn't draft Kings, man. That, that, again, that Beckham's more than Higgins. So I would, I would go Cup, then Chase, then Higgins. Although maybe Higgins over Chase on DraftKings. And then Beckham. And then if you need a punt... Like Tyler Boyd is 5400 on DraftKings. That's,
0: yeah. that's really cheap. Right, and and Frank Stanfield made the point if if Uzama's limited, then that could certainly help Tyler Boyd because Uzama is getting about seven targets per game lately. Uh, I don't know if this matters to you. I'll throw this stat out there. The Bengals have not allowed more than 70 yards. Sorry. They have not allowed 70 yards to multiple wide receivers. So the number two guy... You know, the second wide receiver or a second wide receiver has not had 70 yards in eight straight games for the Bengals. So they're giving up points to one guy doing pretty well against the other guys. Uh, there have been some exceptions. Like last week, Michael Hartman didn't have 70 yards, but he caught a touchdown. Um, I don't remember. James Prochet, I think, had a good game. But for the most part, it's been one guy beating Cincinnati. Um, also, sp- surprise, Mike
1: McClure is here. Hey! Hey, What's up, fellas? (laughs) Hey Mike, how you doing? Uh I'm doing all right. Uh, I've been better, been worse, but uh I'm here. How are you guys doing? I don't know. I just
2: assume like you waited for us to talk and say a bunch of stupid things, and now you're gonna come in and just tell us all the ways that we were wrong.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you know, well, there's no reason to hide what happened. Um There are these things called time zones, and I am living in the central time zone, not in Eastern time, and Uh had not checked anything yet today. I was getting up, preparing, thinking that everything was going to be fine, and I realized that I am not very smart at times, and I'm an hour late.
0: No, you are not. You are 45 minutes late. Give yourself a little bit of credit,
1: Mike, okay? I, I was on time for Central Time. That's all I'm going to say. I, yeah. <laughs> you were early. Uh,
0: all right, so so I'm gonna fire some questions at you. We'll catch up, okay? Uh, give me your one-game slate strategy. How to win? How to be different? That kind of stuff.
1: The number one piece of advice I could recommend, especially on a slate like this where it's a lot of contests, si- like the sizing is huge. There's way more entries than a normal week too do not use all of the salary cap no matter what. The easiest way to get different and make sure that you're not going to be the same as a lot of the competitors is to, so if it's a $50,000 salary cap, at least use 49.9. But if you really want to take it down to 49.7, you eliminate the possibility of having your lineup being duplicated significantly. So that's going to be the first piece of advice I would recommend. The second piece is going to be Kickers and defenses are your best friend, especially kickers, because in normal DFS, we don't use kickers. So it's not on anyone's mind for the most part. You have a lot more people, some more casual players coming in for the Super Bowl in general. Use the kickers. They're $4,000 essentially for the most part. And go look at the kickers that are playing in this game. When was the last time Evan McPherson didn't score double-digit fantasy points even on the, the PPR site like that? that's going to be your best friend. Don't use the salary all the way and make sure you're including a defense or a kicker. Uh, that That's definitely going to be key in this game.
0: Well, I just changed my fan to lineup because I had used all my salary, and I replaced Kendall Blanton with a kicker, with Evan McPherson, and now I've got $1,000 left, and I just... Guarantee myself some winnings, basically, is the way I. Enjoy it.
1: <laughs> I hope, yeah, that's exactly how it works. Exactly. Well,
0: we'll pick it up from the wide receiver discussion here. So, give me your overall thoughts, Mike, on on wide receivers and who the best values are, who to play, who to avoid.
1: Yeah, so it, it's on the DFS pod. Uh, Frank likes to say, "Fade Cooper Cup at your own risk." Uh, that is definitely the statement uh, anytime he takes the field. So, obviously, like Cooper Cup, but. You you have to take a stand somewhere, right? You have to take a stand, whether you're fading Cooper Cup, fading Jamar Chase. If you want to get really cute, fade both of them. um, That's likely what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be... Looking, I love Odo Beckham in the spot. He's definitely my favorite wide receiver of the bunch. Uh, I think that he is someone, he also has a ton of, obviously everyone has contract incentives. Everyone wants to win. He has really elevated his play as he's been able to hit some of these contract incentives down the stretch. But I really love the way that Stafford trusts him. So I, Odo Beckham is my favorite. He is top priority in wide receivers for me. The only other comment I'll make on Chase, I'm very interested to see, If he continues to touch the ball out of the backfield and running, you know, catch or running with Mm -hmm. the ball, he's done that a lot in the lot. I say a lot. He's done that more in the final few weeks here. I'm wondering if we're going to see a lot more of that, especially with the pass rush that the Rams are able to generate. So I think that that does maybe increase his floor a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to be used like Debo Samuel, but Odo Beckham, my favorite, T. Higgins, second favorite, and then. After that, uh, I think you could take dart throws with Skoranek on a site like DraftKings um, just because of the, the pricing, and it allows you to get some of the other players in there. Uh, but Odo Beckham, definitely the top priority. So does
0: that mean you're going to have both quarterbacks in most of your lineups if you don't have a lot of cup and chase?
1: Yes, uh, and some of the running backs. Um, I, I like the running backs on the Rams side. It's just difficult to say exactly where we're going to be um, as far as who, you know, you have to build for certain scripts, right? So I'll, I'll be playing multiple lineups on it, and you'll basically build a lineup for each given back. Um, I, I think, like, mixing Sonny Michelle, like, we have no real clue what the workload's going to look like there, but it's not unreasonable to think that he's going to score a touchdown in the game or that he could score a touchdown in the game. So I'll have a lineup built for that particular script to play out. Uh, but typically, yes, in, you know, basic showdown strategy – um, you're going to want to find running backs, quarterbacks, kickers, basically, because that's going to enable you to have exposure to all of the scoring points. Like, say, Jamar Chase having a big day. You, we know basic correlations. Like, you can't – the quarterback is going to get exposure to the passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, in these games like this, you, you know, on the Bengals' side, you don't have a ton of – Secondary players that are catching passes, but like in Kansas City games, for example, we always want homes because we don't necessarily know which one of those wide receiver three and fours are going to catch passes in this game. I do think that you see now that they've had more time to prepare for it, we're going to see players that we're not expecting to catch the passes. So I, I would prioritize the quarterbacks for sure. Uh, as far as playing both of them, it's going to be difficult, in my opinion, to get both of them in the lineup.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Wow, Heath, we should just sc- scrap the first half. No,
2: hour. I, I think um, I, I have t- a couple, a question, and then a suggestion. Um, the f- the first question is, um, who like on DraftKings, and if you if you have speculation on FanDuel as well, who are the the two or three chalkiest MVPs on DraftKings in your projections? Like, who who is everybody playing in the MVP spot this week?
1: Uh, I mean, everyone's going to try to jam Cooper Cup in for sure. Okay, uh, Cam Acres is going to be a popular choice as That's well. That's who I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are definitely going to be the top two. Um, okay. After that, it's you know you'll you'll see ownership on several guys, but it's going to be Cooper Cup, Cam Acres are by far going to be the the two most popular. Okay. Um, quarterbacks don't tend, you know, in cash games, quarterbacks tend to be a little more popular. But in tournaments, uh, I think trying to play a quarterback at captain is, is very—I I wouldn't recommend it in, right. in tournaments, just because it's the, the math on it. It gets relatively difficult to uh, to make it work there because they they've got to be throwing touchdown passes but to receivers.
2: I would assume on Fanduel it's going to be because there's no difference in the price. It's going to be either Stafford Cup. Or burrow in the MVP spot for the most part.
1: Correct. Yes, on Fanduel, yeah. Well, there's no incentive to. Yeah, it'll definitely be those three on Fanduel.
2: Okay, now, Adam, my suggestion was: can we get it, Mike to uh, rate your lineup on how chalky it is? My Fanduel lineup? No. Draft, well, do you have Fanduel or DraftKings? I've got a have DraftKings both. and you got a Fanduel, right? I have both. You have both. Yeah. Okay. What do you want me to do? I would guess it's like nine out of
0: ten. Okay, so do you want me to do my FanDuel lineup or my DraftKings lineup? I don't care. Okay, you're here's my extra. FanDuel lineup. I have Cam Akers at the MVP. I have On Cup. FanDuel? Yes. Okay. I that's have cool. Cup, Stafford, Higgins, and McPherson.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, you're you're not the only one that's going to be playing that lineup, that's for sure. But
0: no, I am though. I asked like a lot of people. Thousands of them. I told them, please don't. I really would like this lineup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
2: on DraftKings, my my first build had Acres in the MVP, Chalk King, um, with Stafford, Burrow, Cup, the Rams, and Matt Gay. I like it. So I think that's pretty chalky except for the fact that I don't think many people are going to play Matt Gay over Evan McPherson.
1: Right. I, I definitely... I definitely agree with that. I do have them very close in, you know, in some of the ownership projections, but they're not, those numbers could flip very, very easily because I do agree with you that a lot of people are going to prioritize McPherson over Evan Gay uh, or uh, Evan Gay, Matt, Matt Gay over Evan McPherson. Um, Looking at some of the ownership, I wanted to pull up here. I actually don't have Acres being now as popular. I don't know okay. if it's just the some of the report, which is a good thing in the captain spot. Um, right. I, I'm showing now in some of the latest runs, uh, Jamar Chase is still going to be more popular in the captain than Cam Acres. Okay, which is a great thing to see if you like Cam Acres. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I I think you know. Can you be chalkier in 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 50 50s and cash games rather than tournaments though should you be
1: i mean you you should be so what i like to do in those situations i'll be chalky if there's three guys that i just really want to have no matter what and that'll be like cooper cup acres stafford whatever it may be but that's where i would still like to get different with one of the one spot just completely different at one of the spots uh just because it gives you so much leverage even there um just because in a, in a one game, you have to treat it a little bit differently than, you know, a, even the two game slate, right? Or even a, you know, a normal 10 game slate during the season uh, with one game, you, you got to do something different for the most part um, in, in those spots. So whether it's like one thing I would recommend, frankly, if it's say you want to play Cooper Cup at a captain and you're wanting to normally handcuff him with Matthew Stafford. Replace Stafford with Joe Burrow. Just make that one simple change. Uh, I know, obviously, Stafford and um, and Cup have that correlation, but Burrow isn't completely uncorrelated to that because if they're scoring touchdowns sure. Cooper Cup's having a big game, it's very likely that the Bengals are trailing. Joe Burrow has to throw more, has to do more. So just little things like that that might seem a little unconventional, I think that you should try to do that um, to, to get different in ways.
0: All right, Heath, let's talk about tight ends here. And both starting tight ends are injured. <laughs> so it's weird. But these guys were were more involved lately. Um, you know, pretty inexpensive and then you know the backups could be okay. So what do you think about the tight ends?
2: I I'm hopeful that both of the starting tight ends are active and play and then I'm going to play the backup tight ends is kind of how I'm looking at the tight ends. I um I've got Drew Sample locked into my FanDuel lineup right now. And I think as long as um as long as Uz- Uzama is active, then there's gonna be very few people on him. And really with these guys, you're just like they're not gonna have a great catch day. They're not gonna have a great yardage day. You're hoping they catch a touchdown. And um and so, so yeah that's and sample I think is a little bit cheaper than Blanton, right? Or are they the same?
0: Oh, well, let's see. I'll tell you on. They're mostly the same. Sample is 6,500 on FanDuel and Blanton is 8,000. So, big difference there. And then, yeah, DraftKings sample is 4,200 and Blanton is 46.
2: So, a bigger difference on FanDuel. I didn't have either of them on DraftKings, but I do have sample on FanDuel.
0: Okay. Uh, Mike, anything you want to say about tight ends?
1: Uh, Mostly the same, uh, same strategy there. I'm hoping that at least one of the two will play. Um, If they do, I I do love going right back to those backups. Um, I guess the, yeah, that's basically all you can get to on tight ends. They don't really have a ton of depth, either team, unfortunately. So it's, it's likely going to be fade them completely. Uh, So that, that's, I guess that would basically be my recommendation. Um, Fade them completely if it's backups only that are playing and then play the backups. If the starters are actually out there, I think those are the two ways that you're going to be able to get different enough, just because we know that they're going to be super popular. Uh, if both of those guys are unable to play. So that that's likely what I would do in that spot. All
0: right. And then uh, Mike, why don't you take us through DSTs and kickers and the best ones and how important they are to have in your lineup.
1: Yeah, so the kickers, uh, more so on DraftKings. I mean, you, you like them in both spots, right? But on DraftKings, they're so cheap relative to, to some of their performance on a single game. Uh, you go look at, you know, I'm looking at some of, most of my lineups here are double kicker lineups. Um, so I don't know, am, am I allowed to just like read off a lineup? Yeah, you? Yeah,
0: yeah, you can do whatever you right. want, yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm just going to read this lineup here. It's it's a Cooper Cup lineup. I think it's going to be incredibly chalky. It uses all of the salary. So I I think you're going to see this lineup. It might be the most duplicated lineup in the entire tournament. Uh, But it's Cooper Cup, Matt Gay, Evan McPherson, Cam Akers, Matthew Stafford, and T. Higgins. That's just like a standard basic lineup where you got both of the kickers in there. And it allows you to get Cooper Cup at the captain, his quarterback, his running back, and then T Higgins. So basically the game script there that you're building for is a Rams win. Cooper Cup does his thing. Evan McPherson kicks a few field goals. T Higgins catches some passes over the middle. The Bengals don't score a lot of touchdowns. So that's basically what you're betting on in that. But the point is the kickers, I have them pretty much everywhere here uh, at $4,000, 3800 Like I said, just click on Evan McPherson's game log and then go try to find a pass catcher outside of Odo Beckham and Cooper Cup, really, that consistently every single week score double-digit fantasy points. It's really, really difficult to do, especially when you factor in the price point.
0: And they're better. Um, they, so, they're yeah. scoring more than the DSTs?
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, the defensive and the DSTs can definitely score more uh, at times. Uh, obviously, the benefit that you have with the DST is they start with 10 points when the game starts. And then points can get removed. It's a lot more fun sack. to
2: look at when you're. If you're one of those people that watches the score throughout the whole game, it's much more fun to play the double DST at the start. <laughs> oh
1: yes, <laughs> gosh, double so DST. At so the much start money. with one of them in the captain, and you've got yourself a very nice screenshot for about eight minutes. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. But but like it's almost as simple.
2: I think. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. But the D, the kickers are good plays. Period on DraftKings, the kickers are contrarian plays on FanDuel. So There's players yeah. priced similar to the kickers. that have more upside on FanDuel, but they're going to be a higher roster rate probably. Definitely. Okay. Definitely.
0: All right. So Heath, what's your final lineup that you want to give? Um so I gave my
2: DraftKings. I man I don't I guess I'll give my FanDuel. It's super chalk except for the one guy that I said. So I've got Stafford as the MVP, Stafford, Burrow, Aker's, Chase and Drew Sample as the just score a touchdown and then let everything else go
0: chalk. Okay. And then Mike, you want to give that lineup again that you talked about?
1: Uh I'll give a, a slightly slightly different lineup, but um
0: this is what DraftKings
1: or FanDuel this is going to be DraftKings. Okay, let's see. Oh, I thought I had ready. Maybe I don't. It's a it's
0: nah, no time zone. I, I don't have that time one ready. zone. It's okay. <laughs>
2: it'll it'll be ready at uh, at 11 p.m. Central. Time.
0: <laughs> uh, no problem, man. No problem. And then I'm I'm working on lineups here. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I'm gonna do a tournament. I think I'm gonna do a, a cash game, and be a little chalkier. I just it's kind of my. Kind of where I live. That's, that's who you are. Yeah. 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 And I, I definitely I actually, I like a- You
2: are the first person that I've met who has said out loud that you are playing a sh- one game cash game. What do you mean? Like, I know they play them, the, the contests always oh. fill.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That, i that's never weird.
2: actually heard someone say they were going to play a 50-50 on a like a showdown
0: slate. And I like Acres and Higgins. I think are the two guys I'm going to be focusing on. So that's kind of where I've. And then, then if you play them, you can. That they're not my best players. You can throw the quarterbacks and Cup in there as well. But
2: right, I think Acres. Yeah, I, I think like the the thing that Mike said because if you play, I would assume in a cash game with Acres and Higgins, you're currently tied with eighty percent of the field or maybe it's 70% of the field. You're going to have to like that one guy that you play. That's different. If you play the two quarterbacks, then maybe you're at 60% of the field now.
0: Yeah. Well, I got all I got to do is be top 50%. All right. I'm close. <laughs> so that one guy
2: you play is going to be key. Yeah. He would better do something.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just play all the chalk guys. I'll let the other people try to outsmart themselves. You know, that's how, there, there you go. Yeah. That's
2: that, uh, you That's go. how you do it.
0: All right. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Make sure you follow Mike McClure, read him on Sportsline, and listen to the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. Listen to the Early Edge podcast. And remember, the Early Edge is live on YouTube at 4 p.m. Eastern on Sunday until the end of the game with your best bets. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today.